If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Welcome to the Colossians 3.1 podcast. Whether you've been a Christian your whole life or are new to the faith, we invite you to join our discussion as we dive into theology, objections to the faith, common questions, and hot topics in an effort to better know, love, and follow Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to the Colossians 3.1 podcast. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, Jared Jernigan. To my right is Barrett Jackson. Barry Jackson, presente. To his right, uh, Sam Draper. Samuel Drapier. And to his right, Zach Rinsberg. Zachary. <laughs> it's Zachary. I'm, I'm caught off by the Barry. I just I'm looking at you and thinking Barry, like your alter ego. I have I had a customer call me Barry, <laughs> and we were there for weeks, and I never corrected her. <laughs> and now so, you need to have you need to let your oh, yeah, oh, oh a, a beret yes. for Barry. I was like, this is pretty good. Let's just roll with it. I used to keep a list by my phone of the wrong things people called me when I picked up the phone. I do talk fast, so. It was Jed, Jerry. I do not like being called Jerry. Jerry. Every time yeah. at work, I have told you when I introduce myself on the phone, I, apparently sometimes I talk fast, I know, but they're like, oh, nice <laughs> to meet you, Eric. I'm like, how did you get Eric from Zach? Everybody says that. Yeah, that's... Like, this is Zach. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm like, what? Yeah, usually it's Hello, either Zach. Tim or Dan. Zach. I, I don't... I get it. I honestly get it. Hello, Zach. You're like, Eric? I don't what? Know. Hello, Zach. <laughs> There's an extra Say it syllable. Fast. Say it fast. This is Zach. There. Well, it's also Zach. also was like we are like I'm listening for what you're saying versus yeah. I'm just on the phone. Where it's like but they're always like uh, Eric. Oh, hey wait. Eric, thanks for calling me. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you you know I don't care. Yeah. You can call me yeah, Eric. Give me your credit card. You call me I Eric. Do. It's fine. It's biblical. What are we talking about today? We are talking, uh, we are in the second part of a discussion about spiritual gifts. Uh, So last week uh, we kind of started that out, and um, this week we are going to move into, I guess we call them the sign gifts, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, that's, you know, honestly not a term I was familiar with. (laughs) Me either. Um, But it's kind of the spiritual gifts that maybe does make, maybe do make people a little more uncomfortable. Things like speaking in tongues comes to mind, I suppose, you know, healing, because that's not really something we feel like we see in our world today. So prophecy, prophecy, you know, so the ones that are more, uh, you know, because someone with the gift of leadership, well, you also have people in the business world, they they have the, the abilities to lead, um, or they write books about leadership. Some think it's you can teach leadership. So leadership from a spiritual standpoint, it's like, oh, well, yeah, we, we get it. Right. But um, placing your hands on somebody and their paralysis being healed, it's kind of on a different level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, there are people who use the... Because these are so out of the norm, supernatural type things, they uh, they use them for, uh, or they pretend to have them 
they're a way to gather attention. Uh, you think of the cases, uh, which you know maybe not be maybe not all cases, but cases of a uh, uh, kind of a con man preacher who you know has a, has a couple of people in his tent revival meeting pretend to be unable to walk so he can walk up to them and, and blow on them or smack them or do something. And suddenly they're up and dancing and like, Whoa, that, you know, it's like, what, what do you do with that? I, if I question it, I'm questioning the Holy spirit, Mm. you know? Uh, So it, it does become an opportunity for people to pray on others um, but does that mean we, we throw them all out and ignore all of them? I, um, I don't know if I shared it in last week's podcast episode or not, but this is a topic that's been near and dear to me because I've been on both sides of the spectrum in both churches. <clears throat> I think last week I talked about how growing up in church, you didn't really talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was kind of not necessarily taboo. Certain ones were like the sign gifts, but right. We didn't really, you didn't really talk about it, let alone the person of the Holy Spirit, and then went to a Pentecostal church, and it's completely the opposite. It's always in your face. There's huge emphasis on gifts, especially tongues. Um, and so this this whole topic is pretty near and dear. And I, I agree with Sam. I think that, and, and I'll try not to stop me if this just gets too long, but there's just so much to say. I think that what happens is, People have a gift or, or they have an experience. I'll say that, not a gift. So, and for lack, for right now, this very moment, I'll just use tongues because this it's the easily the most, you would probably agree, the most abused uh, yeah. or, or misunderstood definitely out of, out of all of them, I think. I would, I would say misunderstood for sure. Um, yeah. Well, because, you know, to fake a healing you got to have somebody else yeah. in on the con to fake speaking in tongues. You just ha- have to be good at improv. Yeah. The, the thing is though, is having been there, okay. Having witnessed someone and I'm going to air quote for the sake of this argument, speak in tongues. That person had a genuine experience and I genuinely experienced their genuine experience. The issue is not whether or not their experience was genuine, but whether it was aligned biblically. You can genuinely believe a lie. It doesn't mean that it's true. Mm, That's a good Um, point. I think that, and I'm glad Sam kind of mentioned all the gifts as one, and I'm going to throw in another one that I think most people don't associate with sign gifts, which is the gift of apostleship. Um, Which is... The biblical definition of an apostle was one who witnessed the resurrected Christ. There is no one walking on earth today who can say that. Okay. Um, So now the word apostle just means sent one or messenger. And and there are aspects of an apostle that missionaries, people who plant churches, there's, there's aspect of that gift. But if you want to get very technical on the gift of apostleship according to the Bible, it does not exist today. There's not a full biblical apostle in terms of a Paul, a Peter, none of that. Because 
no one today has seen. No, it was a requirement. So when you go to X, when they had to fulfill. So, so in the beginning of Acts, they are replacing Judas, yeah, who committed suicide after his uh, uh, betrayal, and they said, "Okay, let's pick from among those who have been with us and witness the ministry of Jesus." Okay, so someone like Timothy, who came to faith after, like years after the resurrection. He never knew Jesus personally. Uh, the Apostle Paul had a, he considered, talks about himself as one abnormally born. He's not like Peter and the others, but he did have an encounter with the risen Lord on the road to Damascus yeah. and possibly other times in his ministry. So, so that is one definition. Now, I think people would push back on Zach and say, well, for sure, you know, the 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 sent ones going the one who goes to a place where the gospel has never been preached uh kind of like evangelism but going in completely um you know this this tribe has never heard of jesus some consider that to yeah. be apostleship and then there's another group that considers apostleship uh, as kind of leadership within the church and where we might talk about we have pastors and elders they would call their pastors apostle yes um and yes um my my pushback on their pushback would be that if you lump all these sign gifts together tongues healings miracles prophecy they're all things biblical prophets or uh, apostles did so while people are sent missionaries are sent church planters sent or whatever and there's aspect of the you know the role of an apostle the biblical apostle is ceases to continue they, they don't keep going when you read through the book of acts at the spread of the church they're who heals people apostles now, I believe there's an instance, I do believe there's an instance where a non-apostle heals somebody. They're in the presence of an apostle. When you examine tongues, every time tongues are spoken, they're either spoken by apostles or by the laying of hands of an apostle. We talk about, uh, we even had an apostle raise somebody from the dead. Who else did that? Jesus. Why did? Why were signs and miracles accompanied why did Jesus perform them? I think we talked about this last week. To prove himself. It was to authenticate the message that he was who he says he was, to proclaim the gospel message. Jesus was the Son of Man. He was the Messiah. You had these miracles that prove that, that's, that he is God. He said, you will do greater things than these. He gave, and in Hebrews, I think Sam mentioned it last week. In Hebrews, it talks about the signs and wonders that accompanied the message. The Lord, you saw them also. You performed them, I think is what it says talking about the, the apostles, but the apostles did those things. Um, and we think of miracles and healings and tongues and this whole, it, that it's just widespread use and it's not. In Acts, it's not consistent. Um, not every time people come do people speak in tongues. Um, you think about Timothy and um, who's uh, uh, Epaphra, um, 
was sick. Timothy's um, um, Papri- not a Papaditis, or is it? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Was ill. Why didn't Paul heal them? Why didn't Paul heal himself? He had so, the thorn. There's yeah. Paul. Paul says I left this person sick yeah. in in Miletus. Um, where it's like, well, why, why don't you heal the guy before you left? You know. Yeah. So. So yeah. So to Zach's point here, you get the sense that. You know, as this new message of the kingdom of God um, is breaking into the dominion of Satan, that it is being authenticated by these signs um, that were obviously supernatural. That you know, okay, this this isn't just uh, some trickery going on. To back up the claim. So if you're coming around saying, hey, there's this guy, Jesus, who rose from the dead. <sniffs> rose from the dead. What are you talking about? Okay, well, you know, you, this blind guy here you see every day. Oh, now he sees. <laughs> it's like, okay, tell me about this Jesus guy. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's this authenticating of the message to uh, enable the spread of the gospel. For unbelievers. Yeah. Um. And so, is that still needed? Because today, um, you know, here in the United States, uh, the gospel has been preached. There are a number of churches. Uh, we are authenticating, we should be authenticating the message by our love um, and how we treat others. And, you know, if I... If I go out, you know, go to the hospital and lay hands and and start healing people, is it going to have that same effect of authenticating the message or is it going to become a a trap of pride for me personally? Uh, You know, the, oh, look at, look at me, look at this guy, you know, would it be a distraction from the gospel? And and I and I don't I'm not one to say that I know for sure God never does these signs ever anywhere. But I trust that God is wise enough to know when they would be useful and when they would not be. So, like, you know, you have somebody in uh the Indian Ocean, uh, where I believe there's like this one island where the people have never encountered outsiders outsiders yeah like they're like still in the stone age basically um lucky them (laughs) (laughs) Um, another episode yeah (laughs) but uh so if you're going a situation like that where maybe they have a witch doctor or a shaman or somebody um and maybe kind of an occult, kind of a maybe even a tie with with the demonic, and you're trying to bring the truth in and break through what these people believe with the gospel. Yeah, God might use that missionary and do some uh, signs to authenticate the message to say, no, this is who God is, not 
you know, these trees or, or whatever people might be worshiping. So I don't discount that, but I, for me personally, I am pretty skeptical, you know, when the, the person puts up a tent and says, oh, we're having a revival and we're going to, uh, you know, uh, heal people and stuff. And it's like, now, Zach had a really good point earlier about, he didn't say these words, but there is a possibility to delude yourself that I could get so caught up in an emotional uh, experience um, that I'm having an encounter, feelings, emotions that I'm attributing to the Holy Spirit, um, but that may not actually be what's happening. I could just be really caught up in the moment. Like, uh, Jared, you're, you're our uh, music, musical guy here. Sure. Yeah, you've been just so caught up at a concert. You know, it's 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 almost like you lose control in, a, in a sense. Yeah. You're, you're just you're there. You're in the moment, moving with the rest of the crowds, or or riots where the masses of people just kind of get carried along with an emotion. <laughs> Is that possible to happen to people? And the reports of some revivals, like even even in American history, where people are barking like dogs and laughing and just gay carriers, like, oh, they're just they were slain in the spirit and they're just carried along. Well, maybe, but maybe they were just in the moment. Yeah, it's like he had a really hard life and now you're, you're finally in a in a sense where you you're thinking about God and all that stress is melting away and, and you, you get a little crazy there. Mm -hmm. I, I have not experienced that. So I'm kind of talking about it from, I've had, had experiences where I felt God's presence, but nothing like that. So yeah, to say that everybody is faking it, we can't say that, but to say that everybody who does it, speak in tongues well it's definitely true that they actually understand their own experience we can't say that either um did you have something well no just the getting caught up you know another i think just example of that that outside of the church is like you can look back as a teenager the first time you ever thought you were in love with somebody mm. you know and you're just like i'm going to die if this doesn't happen and then you're you're older. You're in All a mature relationship. After listening to this, so who are you talking? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wow. to clarify, I did not. Mm. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> everybody did not. else did. But I mean, I, I think that's the same throat. thing. Like later in life, you're like, that wasn't love, you know? So no, I just I think that's another thing I think folks can relate to that you can just be so caught up in that, you know? I think um, so I, caught up in you. That's all I can think of is a little girl. Yeah, who. Uh, <laughs> Who and sings I, that? And I digress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yell it in a little bit when it comes to uh, okay. the The point Sam made, I, I think, um, I don't remember. We were talking about where in the Bible gifts were listed last week. I think so many times, uh, Jared and I were talking about this before we started recording even, that we start in chapter 13 of Corinthians, but we don't go back to 12 which is where it all starts. And if you read 12 through 14 in relationship to tongues and the other ones mentioned, it's always in the context of corporate church. But I, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, verse 1, I, I think 
I'm going to make a point here. Now, according, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. This is one of three times that we're instructed not to be ignorant about something. Spiritual gifts, tricks and wiles of the devil, and end times. And that's a whole nother, another debate. But like Sam mentioned, I think this is so important. Today in the church, name me one thing that would supplant one of those three things that the church is more ignorant on as a whole. Supplant? The, those, we, could take, we could take one of those three, end times, spiritual gifts, church wiles of the devil. Name me one thing that the church is more ignorant about than one of those three things. Because Satan's the father of lies. He's the ultimate deceiver. Okay. What happens when brothers and sisters start debating spiritual gifts? Start fighting. There, there's division. We have different denominations. We have people that won't associate with other ones because you don't recognize that this is this. End times is a whole thing that does the same thing. And because we as a church aren't better planted in the word as a whole, we can't decipher the roaring lion that's prowling around looking to devour us. We don't understand that the very things we're instructed not to be ignorant of, we take for granted and are ignorant about them. We don't study them. We don't teach them as a whole. Saying churches don't, there are churches that do, but there's no stress to understand, pray for discernment, have these things. So then Satan himself uses them to divide. Satan can use spiritual gifts to divide. We Sam was talking about the point I made earlier about emotion and, and different things. Um, I had a wonderful professor named Dr. Forrest Weiland that I'll give credit to. It was one of my hermeneutics professors. And um, he helped me find grace on a lot of issues that the majority of time, not all the time, that people misinterpret the Bible or they misuse it, they misapply it. It's because of their desperate desire to have God's word applied to their life. So like Sam said, I don't think everybody, there's not this, necessarily complete malicious intent to go around speaking and although there are some it, you know it's like one bad cop there's not all bad cops this whole thing but it's sometimes people long so much i think to apply the word of god to themselves that they it gets pulled out of context mm -hmm. it gets misinterpreted and it gets misapplied and for my view that is what happens in all these sign gifts um I'm with Sam as well on this. I, I'm a I'm as I am in the camp that would be called like partial cessationism. Some have ceased, some keep going on, and but the ones that um, ceased could be active in special circumstances submitted to God. But when you just talk about the United States right now, that's what I want to talk about right now, or evangelized areas, there is no biblical precedent for any of those gifts to continue. Not one. There's not one single precedent. There's not one good excuse. Even get out of tongues. Let's talk about the healings and the miracles. I'm not saying God won't work in miracles or he doesn't because he does. But all of them are to authenticate the message to unbelievers hearing the gospel. So for believers, though he may choose to heal one of us or somebody that we love through prayer, 
A miraculous sign is not promised to believers. We have faith. We have hope that is greater than this world. This is temporary. What we're moving on is Colossians 3, 1 podcast. Since we've been raised with Christ, set our minds on things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. This, this world is temporary. These gifts, this the sign gifts we're talking about, is just a wedge that gets drove through. And Paul, I urge everybody listening, because we just don't have time to, to go into great depth, but go and read chapter 12 through 14 and understand the context of what Paul's saying. Um, he's very, it's really not that difficult. Um, and there's a, a passage, I don't know if Sam wants to dig into it with me, but the passage about, um, oh, it's in uh, 13, isn't it? Sam talks about, uh, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish. And then after that, it talks about the perfect to come, and there's great debate on what that means. Um, and I'll say it before passing it back to Sam that I'm in the camp that that is in the context. Again, he's in the context of the corporate church, that the church being edified, the church body growing to maturity before the second coming of Christ. It's both, not one or the other. Um, some people say it's the canon. Other people Will say, you say that again. You think it's the that the perfect to come is the edification of the church, the maturity of the church in spiritual growth, spiritual maturity before the second coming of Christ. Mm. Um, and my final point, and then I'll be done. In the Greek, in this section, when they talk about prophecy. Failing, stopping. The word is katergio, okay, which is in the future passive tense in Greek, which means to render inoperative. Okay, knowledge is in the exact same tense, means the exact same thing, to render inoperative. Tongues is hauo, the future middle tense, which means to cease of their own accord, cease to exist, stop of their own. Nobody stops them, they just are done. Um, the other two to render an operative is in the context, God will cause them to stop. So we get into this thing, and that's why everybody always hears me harp on context. If you keep everything in context, there is a hard biblical argument for the side that says that all of them are operative and available right now today to anybody for them to prove that. Uh, and the last and final thing, I think I've said that three times, but this will be it. <laughs> uh, back to my point about everybody wanting the Bible to apply to them. We get so caught up in church. And what I mean by that is GCC. New life, new hope. Uh, first this, faith this. Whatever the church name is, that's the church. And it's not. From the day of Pentecost till now, till the time that Jesus collects his church, is the church age. The universal church. The gifts, uh, we, in Ephesians, I think we talked about it last week, the gifts are for the edification of the church. Paul talks about in this Corinthians thing, many members, one body, the eye is not the ear, the ear is not the mouth. We all have a function. If tongues apostleship, miracles, healings, prophecy were given to the church, which they were, by the way, because you're reading 
the authors of the church in the New Testament. Does that not benefit us now? Those gifts still benefit us today because we have the God gift to read the record of the gifts in action and what they did. So they don't have to operate in church service today for the church to benefit from them. And so I, I think that, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but the gifts are available to the church. The church started 2,000 some years ago, roughly. So the fact that Paul spoke in tongues, the fact that Peter healed people, the fact that, you know, they all, they all pro they prophesied, yeah. they wrote this, we benefit from their gifts that were given to them their their gift of apostleship is a benefit to us now it doesn't mean that because i'm not an apostle because i've not seen the res resurrected lord that i am not benefited by the church having that gift given to it once upon a time does yeah, that make I, sense i think we're gonna have to intervene so that uh, zach w will have been ceased this <laughs> <laughs> This topic probably deserves like six episodes. But. No, and I, I, I totally get that. However, we are kind of running short on time. And, um, you know, my, the one of the things that I, I want everyone to understand is don't try to put the Holy Spirit in, a, in your man-made box. No, but keep him in your Bible box. Well, I mean, it's even that, it's, it's, it's his Bible. <laughs> well, so even our interpretations, uh, our understanding of the box are subject to the fact that it is his box. He is the one who governs the use of gifts. And what, you know, on one side we say, no, God, God stopped. He'll never do it again. You, you don't get to tell God <laughs> that he, that he can't. <clears throat> On the same on the other side, you have those who are like name it and claim it. God's beholden to to what He said. So, uh, so you send me a hundred bucks, and I'll pray for you. And you know, God will heal you. Maybe He will. Maybe He won't. He's God. He determines if He's going to do a miracle. It's up to Him. We He says, "Ask." We're free to ask. Um, but it's up to him and, and, and we don't get to order him around one way or the other. And so there's that submission piece to, and, and part of that is the humility is saying, I don't always get it. I don't always know what he's doing, why he's doing it. I just trust him that it's the right thing to do. And, uh, and let him move. So. That tends to be the camp that I'm in. It's not, it's it's not that I don't want to know the truth because if if I can simply understand what the Bible's telling me, and it's plain as day, I can trust God for for what it is. You know what I mean? We can trust the Bible 100. But if on a, on a, on a thing like this where there is some question, maybe maybe in your eyes, Zach, maybe there's not any question. Um, it's not a deal breaker on whether or not you go to heaven because of what Jesus did. And that's, that's the thing I would encourage our listeners. You know, we, we talk about all kinds of really hard things and it's not a, uh, what am I looking for here? It's not a salvation issue. Salvation certainly. issue. But yeah. there's a reason Paul used the term, don't be ignorant. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it is something to take seriously. But your point, Zach, about um, the other areas where we're ignorant, Satan's schemes, there are those who would say, oh, you're charismatic. You think the Holy Spirit still works? Well, you're just falling for Satan's deception. So you're you're deceived. Sure. So if if you're deceived, well, you're not saved. And then there's others like, oh, you're not speaking in tongues? Well, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit shows up, people speak in tongues. You must not have the Holy Spirit. You must not be saved. So don't fall into either camp of letting Satan twist the truth to deceive. It's another gospel is what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, don't be ignorant about it. Do read and learn and ask questions and humble yourself and and ask the Holy Spirit, hey, you know, help me understand what I I don't understand. Um, But do be careful about Satan's schemes that your partial understanding does not give you the authority to make pronouncements on people's salvation. Amen to that. So. Okay, well, um, I know we could talk a lot more about this, but I think that about wraps it up uh, for this evening. So uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you next week.